Jesus prayed for you 2,000 years ago. And on this Friendship Sunday, that doesn't work out so nice, that he prays this. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be three, four, five, six, 100, 200, 700 different denominations. Jesus prayed that we would all be one. Even as we are one. Friends, do you think Jesus prays a prayer that is not answered? No. I wasn't planning on saying that. And uh, my wife is already giving me the look. Like, you, that's, you, that wasn't in the rehearsal, Carl. Okay. Do you know how gold is made 99.99% pure? Some of you might, actually. And if you know... How this happens, you can just shout it out. Fire. Yeah, for a long, long, long time. I think nowadays they can use like chlorine baths and dips of various kinds. But when Peter was writing this, and for centuries before that and centuries after, the way this works is you dig gold out of the ground and it's maybe 90% pure. Well, if you're lucky. I think jewelry that comes from pawn shops today is like 37% pure gold. And if you take that stuff and you put it in a crucible, anyone remember crucibles from like high school chemistry? A little porcelain thing that you put over a flame and it gets hot, hot, hot in there. Gold melts at about 10 times the boiling point of water. Gold melts at like 1900 or 2000 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a lot of heat. The crucible is glowing. But there's a point to this. You would think so much heat, right? If you apply that much heat to wood, if you apply that much heat to water, if you apply that much heat to lots of stuff, you're going to get destruction. But with gold, you get refining. I think it's called smelting, maybe is the technical term for this process. In solid gold, that's not very pure. There are little impurities scattered throughout. Maybe you got some aluminum in there. Maybe you got some lead. Maybe you got some iron. Maybe you got some who knows what. And if you want to mint a bar of 99.99% purity for you know people to diversify their funds or whatever it is, or if you're going to make coins, you got to get that stuff out of there. And the heat is what does it. Because the heat takes this solid, stable, secure thing and liquefies it so that all the impurities can be scraped off the top and you're just left with almost only gold. Now, some of you know what it's like to be in a crucible, don't you? To have the heat of anxiety or medical diagnoses or issues in your marriage or issues at work or issues with soil that just won't dry out. Dang it. And the stability and the security, you know, you thought you had it together, but that heat 
just liquefies you. And now you're not so sure what is going to come next. Friends, I'm just up here this morning to say one thing to you, and that is this. Don't be surprised, Christians, when fiery trials come upon you as if something strange were happening. Because if you've been redeemed by the world's redeemer, Christ, then trials don't destroy you. Trials and even sufferings and sorrows come from the hand of a loving father for the purpose of proving your faith. He does it out of love in a way that is probably, you might be sitting there like, oh, geez, not another one of those sermons. Yeah, suffering comes out of love. I've been there. I've been there. But it's what he tells us. We shouldn't act as if something strange were happening. In fact, Peter says, the namesake of our church, he says, rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings. Not sufferings for being a jerk. Not sufferings as the consequences of your own actions. He says that later. Let no one suffer for being a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Suffering for meddling in other people's stuff is not the kind of suffering that God is using to refine you. That's just suffering that you brought on yourself. And we've, we've all been there, I think, from time to time. Peter says it's time for judgment to begin. Welcome to the house of God today on Friendship Sunday, wherein it's time for judgment to begin at the household of God. Woohoo! We even got ice cream for the occasion of judgment beginning at the household of God. We got pork chops and bounce houses for the occasion of judgment beginning at the household of God. Beloved, God is purifying you. He is removing the dross. We sang it in our opening hymn. And I'm going to sing it to you again because how firm a foundation is the words of God to us. When through fiery trials your pathway will lie, my grace all-sufficient will be your supply. The flames will not hurt you, I only design your dross to consume and your gold to refine. In the fellowship, in the friendship of the church, That's my weekly cue to wrap the sermon. We have these precious promises of God. We don't have quick, easy answers. And I think we probably wouldn't want quick, easy answers for the loss of a loved one, the loss of a child, of a parent, of a grandparent, the loss of a job, the loss of a home, the loss of our health. But what we do have here is a fellowship a friendship with Jesus and with each other, knowing that these things that we face are not going to destroy us. Jesus did the work. It's done. It's finished. You're forgiven. Your eternal destiny is secure. You're going to live forever in the new heaven and the new earth with a perfect body, with perfect relationships, with perfect everything. Everything. 
sufferings now come from God because God loves you. He only designs to get rid of those things that we would ask for him to get rid of anyway. And while we do go through suffering, Peter has this final word for us. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Do you believe that God cares for you? I'm going to leave you with this. Do you believe God likes you? Because you should. Because he does like you, to put it mildly. God is crazy about you. You're his favorite. Each one of you. You know how that works if you're a parent. All my kids are my favorites. God likes you. God cares about you. God knows what you're going through. Cast your anxieties on him, and he will not leave you empty-handed. He will not leave you without comfort. He will not leave you without peace. And when the chief shepherd appears, we will receive the unfading crown of glory. Marvelous. Too marvelous for words. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all that you need for doing his will, his good and perfect and gracious will. To him be glory forever. Amen.